the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning, my dear friends, to all our dear audience on KNUS 710 AM or via podcast. I welcome all of you. This morning, we shall interact first by waking up, praising God. If you're sad, allow God to put a joy, a smile on your face. If you're married, give a good and warm greeting to your wife or to your husband. Give a good warm morning hug or welcome to your children and to all those who live with you. And do me a favor. It's okay to turn on your radio at 9.30 a.m. on Sunday morning and contact friend so they can join in as well. Next, of course, let us warm up the day by being nice to each other and by being nice to the Lord. This is Father Andre and good Holy Sunday morning with God. Good Holy Sunday morning, my dear friends, listeners to the show, supporters of the mission of hope and mercy and people of goodwill. The sacred heart of Jesus is the power of the love of God, which we all need. Believe me, today more than any time before um, on planet Earth, and especially for us, we people in the United States, I feel we do need the love of God. You know, powers have been confusing, right? The media has been confusing. Um, Even in our legal system today, information is conflicting. You do no longer know. Proofs from made-up things. You do no longer know truth from lies. You do not know anymore if people are setting up a people or uh, people are really committing crimes. It's a shame, but believe me, believe me, believe me. Um, now at this time, the United States does need the sacred heart of Jesus. And we do need to recognize and acknowledge that the power of the love of God is uh, our only weapon that could free us from all forms of enslavements, from all forms of confusion, and uh, from being lost. I am a little bit afraid to tell you. I like Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre, but it is good to communicate a little bit of warnings today in the U.S. We are hearing recently about the artificial intelligence and the danger of the artificial intelligence, for instance. Um, Why is artificial intelligence dangerous? And how does it affect uh, the human freedom? How does it affect the functionality of our brain? How does it affect medication, medicine? Uh, How does it affect the economic systems in the world, the financial system in the world? How does it affect the church? How does it affect the human health? How does it affect the weapons system in the world? We are entrusting now our care. You know, we are capable enough and we were capable. We have created, if I may, a weapon that could actually end the earth. You know, weapons of mass destruction are capable of probably fragmenting the planet Earth. They all blow up at the same time, I guess, or even two, three, four of them are enough to eradicate the human race. Imagine if those weapons are being governed by an artificial intelligence. If one error goes wrong, I am sure there has to be a divine providence. Not everything could be controlled by human intelligence. 
or by artificial intelligence. So I wanted to warn us a little bit about uh, the abuse of artificial intelligence. It's effect on our children, right? You know, in the past, a child could write using the hands to write, form letters. A child uh, could discern um, a figure of speech, could speak about a donkey by simply seeing the image in a book, coloring it themselves, doing whatever they want to do themselves. I'm not sure if there is an advantage or disadvantage in artificial intelligence when everything is promoted now in the world of technology, in the world of uh, virtual realities, in the world of everything by click of a finger uh, and press a button, everything could become handy in front of you. You could actually go to Hawaii and visit it if you have a giant and three-dimensional screen and feel yourself, you are right there. You can smell the beauty of the breeze of the ocean, the ocean breeze. You can actually look at these exotic fruits, um, not because it's hot now in Lebanon, it's good to desire those kind of things, but um, through our um, technology, technological progression in the world, using the means of artificial intelligence, a human being could feel themselves being in a world that is made of nothing. Mm. Yeah, it's a statement. I know. I, I cherish and I love um, technological uh, capacities and capabilities. We use them, actually. We benefit from that. But we do not want them to replace the human genius, the intellectual genius of a human being, the human brain. I wonder, probably the smartest person on earth known to us, they say is Einstein, right? And they say that probably as Fred Einstein used probably 10%, 11% of the human brain capabilities. And the rest of the brain is still a, a sanely intact and innocent ground. There is a lot in our human brain that we could actually still do. I agree with the warnings that we should be careful on not um, enslaving and locking down our humanity in a system that once we all approve of it, or most of those who approve of it, can end up being hostages in a big jail. With this, I wanted us to start a little bit on our show to speak about the freedom of the children of God and why the beautiful redemption we received from Jesus Christ why the story of the gospel, why the incarnation of Christ, the miracles of Jesus Christ, the passion of Jesus Christ, the death of Jesus Christ on the cross and him being laid in a tomb for three days and his resurrection are actually the supremest form of intelligence a humanity could see as an act of God that saves, a good act of God. Funny, right? People refer in the code of laws uh, if you go to an insurance, for instance, uh, they don't recognize an incident of a disaster um, that goes beyond human capabilities. They call it an act of God, as if almost everything bad on earth, like a volcano erupts, a flood happens, big snowstorm takes place, big high wind comes, big fire comes. They call these horrible tragedies an act of God. Oh, my God, that is bad. Uh, it could be. It could be, but that's not the act of God we speak about, right? The act of God is the selfless love of God. The act of God is the incarnation of God and Jesus Christ. The act of God is the coming down of the Holy Spirit on the Virgin Mary and the disciples in the upper room. An act of God is when you have 250 bodies of saints and even more, that even though they have died, their bodies are incorrupt. 
They're not decaying. An act of God is the redemptive love of God that we received in Jesus Christ. An act of God is when Jesus Christ stood on the cross being being lifted up on the cross and his hands and feet are wide open and they have been pierced by a glance in his heart and uh, he has been nailed to a cross in his feet and in his hands. He has been crowned with a crown of thorns. He looks at everyone and he tells them, he tells God the Father, Father, Abba, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. Uh, surprise? Yep. An artificial intelligence can not do any form of surprise that maintains life over death. Cannot think outside of the box where everybody drove Jesus to the wall. They nailed him to the cross so he can curse humanity. That's how Satan could have won. The only way Satan could have won had Jesus Christ on the cross gave up not his soul in his father's hands, not his spirit into his father's hand, but he could have delivered the curse on the cross stating that, you know, I'm going to chastise you all. I will fix you. I will show you what my father is going to do because Satan has no power. But Satan can manipulate God's power in order to produce evil. And God's power shall never be manipulated. He acts with an artificial intelligence because he's a liar. He's a criminal. He's a murderer. You know, he's a deceiver. And he's a father of all lies. That's what I think on a spiritual level. I could debate with you. I wanted to pay attention to the danger, to the risks, to the threats that it could be posed if we pursue artificial intelligence without no ethical guidelines, without no spiritual revelation of who we are. A human being is created in the image and likeness of God. And therefore, any form of intelligence that makes them lesser than this is a form of Satan's enslavement to humanity and is a form of death. It's a form of a lie. It's a form of a deceit. And we shall break off of these deceits. We can no longer be lied to. We are the people who have been redeemed by Jesus. And he is the Lord who told us all the truth of the love of God to us. And we are the people who are supposed to usher people to the kingdom of heaven. So my friends, um, a separate note. Believe me. One of my best moments recently in my life have been um, these Sundays mornings shows uh, which we spent together um, because I consider this as a time in which I sit with my spiritual family, with my friends, and, um, and, and uh, with the Lord's people. And we honor God. We honor faith. We honor our family. We honor our freedom. We think together in a positive way. We bring all of our worries and concerns we, we put them before the Lord. We try to sit in this short time together on a Sunday morning, spending a good Sunday morning with our Lord Jesus Christ. So today, as I said, the focus of the show is to remind us that the sacred heart of Jesus is the power of the love of God, which we all need. So each Sunday morning, I wonder, who are you as my listeners? I know many of you, and I do believe I do. But for the new ones who I may have never met in person or physically, I may have no knowledge about where you are from, where you live, what your names are, what your interests in life are, what your preferences are, what your talent in life are, your downfalls are, your weaknesses and strengths are, your undertakings in life. But in somehow I come to develop some sort of a mystical love for you. I care for you. I care for your successes. 
I care um, that every day in my life now, I actually pray for you. And um, if there are any worries of yours, I try to bring them all. Even though I do not know them, I put them in the chalice with me at the Holy Mass that I offer every day. And during the moments and the times and the hours of prayers, I bring your intentions, your petitions, and I place them before the Lord at my daily prayers, at my daily Mass. And I try to do that each day, in fact. So I want to thank you in return for accepting me as well as one of your friends, an influencer, a minister with a message from God. Our message today being focused on the sacred heart of Jesus, being the power of the love of God, which we all need, is what actually inspired me to make this statement, to become aware of this reality, that we are a family and we may not know each other. We speak with one another, even though we may have never spoken physically with one another. You know why? Because we have the same Holy Spirit. The Lord moved in my heart to tell you that the Lord loves you today. We await your invitation at any time in your places of worship, in your homes, in your neighborhoods. If you love to meet personally the team of the Mission of Hope and Mercy, please do not hesitate. Invite us. Send us an email to info at missionofhopeandmercy.org. That is info at missionofhopeandmercy.org. And I would love to entertain the possibility of engaging you with the work of the mission, listening to one another. Probably in the near future, we shall uh, open Zoom calls with one another, and we will announce it uh, on our radio program, Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. We will give you dates when we can do video calls together and somehow, because it is good that we develop these relationships in order to deepen our solidarity with one another, to deepen the clarification of the wonderful plans that God has for us all to work and to support the persecuted Christians, to support our existence in the United States, to help ushering people in the United States to the kingdom of heaven, but mostly to help our United States be healed, be reconciled, to remove all forms of confusion from the U.S. so we can converse with one another in the light of God, allowing the Holy Spirit to come upon us and to call Abba, Father, and to confess Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and to heal our nation from confusion. So the Lord moved my heart to tell you all of these good things today. But I'm not the only one who awaits your call or invitation to send to us by email or to contact any of our team members in the U.S. so we can sit and converse together and talk over issues, worries, concerns, and good ideas, good thoughts, share a good meal together, share a good prayer together, and ask questions and try to receive answers and sometimes put things into our heart so we can ask the light of the Holy Spirit to come and reveal to us answers in due time. We're not the only ones who await those moments. God himself, Jesus Christ, our Lord, is also awaiting your invitation. He knocks at the door of your heart. I am praying that the waves of this radio show, like any other show in the world that brings to you Jesus Christ, you see it, you hear it, you feel it as if the Lord's invitation that he's standing at your door physically, spiritually, mystically, in his body and blood, in his soul and divinity, is knocking at your door, open to him. In 1979, at his very first Mass, I believe, when he was elected as the Pope of Rome, Pope John Paul II, the saintly Pope, uh, the great, 
Pope John Paul II in his homily said, Aprite le porte a Gesù, anzi spalancate le porte a Gesù. And I translate, of course, in English, he said, uh, Open the doors to Jesus Christ. I actually tell you more, anzi, I tell you more, spalancate, open wide, open very wide. Yes, we want you to break whatever is standing between the door of your heart and Jesus Christ. Yes, indeed, hallelujah, Lord. We want to open wide the door of your brains, of your intellect, of your emotions, of your passions. We want to open wide the doors that has been shut down by anger, by hate, by jealousy, by false witnesses, by accusations, by injuries, by pain, by suffering, by loneliness, by any form of evil that consumes the part, if not all of your heart. Open wide the door to Jesus Christ. So the Lord has moved my heart to tell you these things today. He does await your invitation to call upon him so that he can come and take your burdens away. Because remember what he said in the gospel, come to me, all weary and burdened, and take my yoke, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus said to us, and this is the sacred heart of Jesus. You know, there are many ways the Lord can take our burdens away. One particular way is when we give all of our worries and hurts to him, to take it to the gibbet of the cross, to Golgotha, where the Lord was lifted up on the cross and was counted amongst the wrongdoers. And he offered himself as the innocent sacrifice on behalf of all creations and on behalf of us all, people who are created in his image and likeness. In fact, on the cross, Christ redeemed and forgave us our sins. And on the third day after his death, the first day of the week, early Sunday, the light of God shone in the tomb. The heavy stone was removed and the tomb burst open and the Lord rose from the dead. For the world of death could not contain the creator of life, a victory of God and man, that is. This is the work of God, my friends. Because after evil has pierced the heart of the Redeemer on the cross and water and blood, you know, sprang forth, gushed forth from his heart. They, in fact, irrigated the entire universe, the entire creation. They restored life in all over the universe. And when the words of the Lord Jesus Christ that he spoke on the cross saying, Father, Abba, forgive them their sins, for they do not know what they're doing. Jesus has reset the clock and he has turned death into life, and he came down to the netherworld. He stayed for three days, and he trampled death by death. He was victorious. Oh, how lovely are the feet of our Lord Jesus Christ, trampling over the head of the snake, the old snake, that killed us, that poisoned our lives and produced death and somehow in the world. Oh, how lovely are the feet and the hands of the Lord Jesus Christ, the vivid wounds that come from him, and every wound came in Jesus Christ. In the world of another world, when Jesus was laid in the tomb, Jesus was shining in a bright light, victorious Son of God, and the Son of Man was walking in the fire of hell, freeing all the souls who were held captive by Satan and by the devil. And finally, he crushed Satan and he crushed our enemy. What a sacrifice he did for us to save us. This is the power of the love of the sacred heart of Jesus Christ, which is the love of God for us all you know and the lord comes down after his uh, resurrection on the third day 
And definitely he may not be tired or he is. And after eight days, on a Sunday, just like today, Thomas was with them in the upper room. And Thomas did not believe. He said, unless I put my hands in his fingers, in the wounds of his feet, of his fingers, and I touch his heart, the wound that is on his heart, I will not believe. And all of a sudden, Jesus comes and he says, peace be with you. And with that peace be with you, Thomas was there. And Jesus tells Thomas, bring your finger here. Put it in my heart. Put it in my side. And touch my wounds. And do not be an unbeliever. Because ghost does not have a flesh, nor blood. A ghost does not eat. So Jesus, when he rose from the dead, he definitely wanted to point the fingers of the people to his sacred heart. That when people try to pierce it with the lens, thinking that that heart will die, will explode. In fact, the heart opened up just like a source of water. And it gushed forth with the blood and water, irrigating the entire world, giving it salvation. The blood and water that flowed from the side of Jesus Christ on the cross is the sign of the divine mercy, is why we trust in Jesus Christ. That's why we tell him, O blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus on the cross, as a sign for mercy for us, Jesus, I trust in you. Amen? Amen. Let us all say, yes, Jesus, I trust you in you. With that, my friends, uh, Jesus Christ, uh, the lover of all mankind in his sacred heart, he in fact has a spitted death just like he's a grilling meat and somehow and Jesus came from the world of the death. What an opera of God. He freed Adam and Eve. He took vengeance for their blood because they were cheated. They were deceived by the older snake and Christ turned all that against the snake and crushed the what a powerful sacred heart of Jesus. What a divine power there is that now gave us the kingdom of God back. And to it, Jesus becomes the way, the truth, and the life for all of us by redeeming us from our sins and from iniquities. With that, my friends, I want to pray with you today. With the sacred heart of Jesus, not only is the source of the power of God, but is also the symbol of the vengeance that Christ will have for us to give us back our rights, to defend us and to destroy all of our enemies who stood between us and our salvation. So join me with David the King, who prays in Psalm 35, because now is a good time, is a pleasant time, is a pleasing time to God that we can all pray with Psalm 35. Oh God, come to my assistance. O oh Lord, make haste to help me. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Contend, O Lord, with those who contend with me. Fight against those who fight against me. Take up shield and buckler. Arise and come to my aid. Brandish spear and javelin against those who pursue me. Say to my soul, I am your salvation. May those who seek my life be disgraced and put to shame. May those who plot my ruin be turned back in dismay. May they be like chaff before the wind, with the angel of the Lord driving them away. May their path be dark and slippery, with the angel of the Lord pursuing them. Since they hid their net for me without cause, and without cause dug a pit for me, may ruin overtake them by, per by surprise. May the net they did they hid entangle them. May they fall into the pit to their ruin. Then my soul will rejoice in the Lord and delight in his salvation. My whole being will exclaim, Who is like you, O Lord? You rescue the poor from those too strong for them, the poor and needy from those who rob them. 
ruthless witnesses came come forward. They questioned me on things I know nothing about. They repay me evil for good and leave my soul forlorn. Yet, when they are were ill, I put on sackcloth and humbled myself with fasting. When my prayers returned to me unanswered, I went about mourning, as though for my friend or brother. I bowed my head in grief, as though weeping for my mother. But when I stumbled, they gathered in glee. Attackers gathered against me when I was unaware. They slandered me without ceasing. Like the ungodly, they maliciously mocked me. They gnashed their teeth at me. O Lord, O Lord, how long will you look on? Rescue my life from their ravages, my precious life from these lines. I will give you thanks in the great assembly. Among throngs of people, I will praise you. Let not those gloat over me who are my enemies without cause. Let not those who hate me without reason maliciously wink their eye. They do not speak peaceably, but devise false accusations against those who live quietly in the land. They gape at me and say, Aha, aha, with our own eyes we have seen it. O Lord, you have seen this? Be not silent. Do not be far from me, O Lord. Awake and arise to my defense. Contend for me, my God and Lord. Vindicate me in your righteousness, O Lord, my God. Do not let them gloat over me. Do not let them think, Aha, just what we wanted. Or say, we have swallowed him up. May all who gloat over my distress be put to shame and confusion. May all who exalt themselves over me be clothed with shame and disgrace. May those who delight in my vindication shout for joy and with gladness. May they always say, the Lord be exalted, who delights in the well-being of his servant. My tongue will speak of your righteousness and of your praises all day long. Amen. Thanks for joining us today for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Father Andre and his team rely on your prayers and generosity to help feed over 5,000 families in Lebanon every month. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org to learn more. Your support helps buy supplies from local farms and factories, employ truckers to ship the food, all to let these families know they are not forgotten. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org and donate today. And join us next week at 9.30 a.m. for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.